Emily glanced both ways up and down the corridor, then knelt in front of the heavy stone door and reached out with her mind. There was no physical lock holding it shut, merely an incredibly complex spell woven together from literally hundreds of spell components. It would pose no barrier to the person who had set the spell, but anyone else would find themselves either unable to enter or be forced to unpick the spell piece by piece just to gain entry. The spell was so well-crafted that it was already reacting to her intrusion. She felt a moment of admiration for the professor who had created the spell. She had hardly any time to study it to determine how best to proceed, then plunged her mind into the spell, trying to sniff out its weak spot and destroy it. A spell so complex would have no shortage of components that could be removed, weakening the spell. She pushed her mind forward, feeling magic crackle around her as the spell continued to react. To stop now would leave her exposed to the spell, and whatever it was designed to do to unwanted intruders. It felt like hours before she saw the knots of spell components holding the whole network together, but she knew it was no more than a few seconds. Time always seemed to slow down when she thrust her mind into a web of magic. Summoning a dispersal spell, she pushed it at the spell component and watched it evaporate into nothingness. The magic chasing her seemed to fade at the exact same moment. Emily felt a flicker of triumph, which faded as she realized the remainder of the network of spells wasn't collapsing. Instead, it was reconfiguring itself. Horror flashed through her mind as she recalled the mimic. Then she realized, too late, what she was seeing. The professor had been clever, very clever. His spell had been designed to collapse into another pattern when someone removed the vital component. The magic powering the spell hadn't evaporated. It had merely fallen into another spell and charged the new pattern instead. And there was no time left to deal with the new configuration. Magic flared around her, and she found herself back in her body, utterly unable to move. Damn, she thought. It had been Lady Barb's idea to have Emily test her skills against the defenses various professors mounted on their doors. Trying to break into professorial offices was an old tradition at Whitehall, after all. Emily had cracked three doors in the last two days, but they belonged to professors known to be weak in magic or magical skill. Professor Lombardi was neither. She gathered her magic and tried to break the spell holding her firmly in place, but it refused to budge. It was difficult to tell if the spell was simply resistant to the magic she was using, or if there was something about it that broke up and absorbed the spell work before she could even trigger it. The professor's defenses were clearly far more complex than the simple freeze spells students practiced on one another in first year. Well, a voice said, what do we have here? Emily had to wait until Professor Lombardi stepped into her field of vision before she saw him. He was a short man with lightly tanned skin, wearing, instead of the robes of professors and students, a leather jacket and trousers that seemed to catch and reflect the light in odd ways. The scars on his hands, a reminder of failed experiments, seemed to look worse every year. And he looked far from happy. Emily, Professor Lombardi said, you do realize that trying to break into the office of a charms master could be very dangerous. Yes, Emily thought. It was a point of law in the Allied lands that magicians could do anything they wanted to anyone who tried to break into their homes. A magician's home was his kingdom, and he could defend it however he saw fit. 
The Grand Master wouldn't allow his professors to use anything lethal to defend their offices, but anyone caught in the act of trying to break in could expect harsh punishment, at the very least. Let us see now, Professor Lombardi said. He inspected the door, then turned to meet her frozen eyes. You got past the first level, but the second caught you. I'd expect better from a student with more advanced tutoring in charms. He paused. Of course, the third or fourth levels were primed with nastier defensive spells, he added. The third level would have you turned into a slug, while the fourth level would have knocked you out and kept you out. And you really don't want to know what the fifth level would have done. Now, punishment. Emily cringed mentally as Professor Lombardi assumed a contemplative pose. He wasn't an easygoing professor, not by any definition of the term. Emily had seen enough accidents, even in a carefully supervised classroom, to find it hard to blame him. A moment's carelessness could inflict permanent damage on an idiotic student. At the very least, she could look forward to a short, uncomfortable session with the warden. I'm afraid that won't be necessary, Lady Barb's voice said. She sounded to be coming down the corridor, but Emily couldn't turn her head to see. Emily was acting on my instructions. Professor Lombardi's face darkened. And do the two of you have an excuse for setting a student loose on my wards? Emily felt a flicker of surprise. Two of them? Yes, Lady Barb said. It's called practice. Emily heard her fingers snapping. A second later, the spell holding Emily in place shattered, releasing her from its grip. She staggered and would have fallen to the ground if Professor Lombardi hadn't held out a hand and caught her. Her heartbeat was suddenly very loud in her ears, as if all involuntary functions had come to a halt while she'd been held by the spell. Or perhaps there was some function included in the spell work that had kept her calm, despite being helplessly trapped. She knew she couldn't ask the professor until he was in a better mood. She turned, forcing herself to stand upright. Tall and blonde, Lady Barb's patrician composure broke slightly to wink at her. Her silver armor glittered in the light emanating from the walls. Beside her, Sergeant Miles looked like an amiable gnome. His short brown hair seemed damp, clinging to his skull. Emily's eyes narrowed as she realized he was standing too close to Lady Barb, his sleeve brushing against hers. It was selfish, she knew, but she couldn't help a pang of bitter jealousy and fear at this fresh evidence that Lady Barb and Sergeant Miles were lovers.